Tuesday is going to be a huge day in this country, and the uh, indictment of Donald Trump is going to be presented to Mr. Trump, or he presents himself in court. I don't understand it all completely, but I have a friend who does. I have a really smart friend who's a great attorney and author, a public speaker. She has a new book out, too. The book is called Why Bad Looks Good. And it's our friend Wendy Patrick who's joining us. Wendy, before we get into all the legal stuff, how's the book doing? Oh, it's just doing great, Mike. You know, it's it's really been a blessing to be able to incorporate so much of my 30 years as a prosecutor almost um, in what makes victims make bad choices actually to something that's readable, digestible, and has that biblical wisdom hook uh, running through it. So thank you very much. It was a pleasure to write, and it's even more fun listening to how people are enjoying it. It's very cool. And as Wendy mentioned, it has great ties to a book with really great wisdom, meaning the Bible. So you can kind of... <laughs> bestseller, world's bestseller. Yeah, world's bestseller. Yeah, it's a, it's a great thing. All right, Wendy, big deal tomorrow for Donald Trump. Uh, a pre-birthday present or a pre-zonk? Will he be getting when he shows? First of all, what happens when you show up for an indictment? Well, uh, for an arraignment, uh, as a result of the indictment, it really is a usually a fairly short court appearance where you enter a not guilty plea and then you set future dates. In a case like this, um, funny that you and I both picked up on the fact that it'll be the day before he turns 77. Happy birthday, Mr. President. But... Uh, for Donald Trump, it's probably not the worst birthday present he could get because he's lashing out and cashing in in terms of benefiting his campaign. But, Mike, as for the appearance itself, this is not going to be any sort of a sensational perp walk. He's not going to be handcuffed. Um, he may be photographed. I mean, there may be the kind of book and release procedure you always do at an arraignment. But it's just setting dates. In this particular case, those dates are not going to be a trial date right away. But no doubt a briefing schedule. The motions that are going to be filed by his lawyers are likely going to dominate the docket for months to come. So for anybody that's expecting some kind of a trial date to put on their calendar, forget about it. At least it won't happen tomorrow. This is so interesting to me. And I want to go through a couple of things you mentioned. Donald Trump may or may not get fingerprinted or mugshotted. Is that, can we say shotted? Will they take a mugshot of Donald <laughs> Trump? That's kind of up in the air, right? Well, I don't know. And, and see, that's the thing when you have a secret service around you. Remember, we had all the same speculation uh, before the Manhattan appearance. Um, where the laws were a little different there, there wasn't a, a mugshot, and and there wouldn't there wouldn't have been anyway. Here, it may be even more restrictive, and I just say that generally because federal court is more restrictive than state court. So don't expect to see camera footage of him sitting at the table the way we did in Manhattan, you know, looking very presidential and very serious and somber. Um, but we won't even get that. We may have sketches, uh, but federal court is very restrictive. It'll also be the case that we may not see him at all if he is brought in and out of the courthouse um, in a fashion that is specifically designed not to make a spectacle out of this appearance. We may have very little to work with except the reporting afterwards and maybe any press conference he chooses to give from Mar-a-Lago afterwards, just like he did in the New York case. Well, I, I find it interesting that people are talking about, well, this Trump's going to make this a spectacle. It might be another January 6th. Or, and I went, hold, hold on a second. Just everybody time out here. Um, didn't the court release the date and location and time 
for this event? Yeah, for the arraignment, absolutely. And you know what what the president, what former President Trump is going to do is remember he's going to host host the first fundraiser for the 2024 campaign tomorrow evening, just hours after he anticipates being arraigned in that Miami courtroom. The fundraiser, by the way, is going to take place at Bedminster. So this will probably be the first time he'll have the opportunity to talk about what happened that day if he expects to. The campaign, as far as they're concerned, they think it's going to rain $2 million. Uh, so, you know, again, the, the, the cashing in on some of this notoriety, uh, it's that in combination with, remember, almost an entire media blackout for other candidates who are themselves just struggling to make a name for themselves, distinguish themselves from former President Trump. And here, they're not getting air, any airtime at all. And Mike, what airtime they are getting, most of them are rallying around the president, not in terms of them not running against him, but believing the Justice Department is unfair. Yeah, I found that very interesting this past weekend. If any of the other candidates for the GOP nomination were getting TV time, it was to answer questions about Donald Trump. And exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, that's just amazing to me. Now, Wendy, the fundraising that's scheduled to happen tomorrow evening after the arraignment, uh, if there is a mugshot and Donald Trump would sign a limited number of those photos, you know they could raise a fortune <laughs> off that. That would be one of the greatest campaign funding tools ever. That's right. We talked about that in combination with the, the New York arraignment. And of course, there wasn't a mugshot there. Maybe a little different here. But what's not going to be different is nobody should expect him to leave the courthouse with an ankle bracelet. I mean, he's not a flight risk. He doesn't present the same kind of concerns uh, to the community that other criminals do with other kinds of charges. Remember, he's alleging he didn't do anything wrong and that he's not a criminal. He's not anybody that committed any kind of a crime. So because he's charged in such a broad fact-based indictment, we can expect that this is going to be a very sensational case with or without his participation in the process. I mean, just leave it to the commentators to go at each other and leave it to the Republicans and the Democrats and everybody else who's weighing in that this is going to provide us a lot of novel information to discuss. Mike, you and I have talked before about how interesting it is. I'm sure that's not the word Donald Trump would use, but it's interesting for those of us in the legal arena to talk about the unprecedented nature of some of this conduct mm -hmm. and how that may result in the res in it being unpredictable as to which direction it's going to go. You add that to the trajectory of the 2024 election, and you've just got a wild ride that you and I are going to be covering from start to finish. Yeah, we are. Uh, I have to ask you a question, Wendy, a professional question. You the great attorney. We're talking to Wendy Patrick. You can find her on Twitter. She's got a killer Twitter account and she writes great stuff in psychology today, as well as her new book, Why Bad Looks Good. Check it out. Uh, Wendy, do you think you and OJ Simpson would ever give the same legal advice to former President Trump? No, no. <laughs> in a word. <laughs> okay. Well, listen to what OJ Simpson said on Twitter yesterday when talking about the Trump indictment. One thing they all told me and stressed to me, do not talk about the case publicly. Do not do interviews about the case. The Bakers uh, threatened to quit <laughs> if I did that. My point is, I don't know if Donald's lawyers are stressing this to him. If they're not, they should be fired and he should sue him. 
So O.J. Simpson said Donald Trump should not be talking about the case publicly, which he is doing. Uh, I, I don't. Yeah. I, I didn't know I'd ever agree with O.J. Simpson, especially on the anniversary of the day that, uh, uh, well, I believe his his ex-wife, Nicole, and Ron Goldman were killed by O.J. Simpson. Today's the anniversary of that, which is kind of weird to look back on time and see that he's now a legal commentator on Twitter. But isn't everybody a legal Ugh. commentator on Twitter? But is that the advice yeah, you, know, you would give? Well, well, remember, I'm a prosecutor. So the more a defendant talks, the more ammunition I have to work with. <laughs> if, if I were a defense attorney, which is the way I started my career 30 years ago, you know, yes, that would have been my advice. Um, remember that OJ took to the airwaves and said, remember the famous uh, quote, I am 100% not guilty. You and I both remember oh, that. Yes. We watched it in real time. <laughs> that, of course, was the only way to communicate back then. But I remember that like it was yesterday. He was all over the airwaves saying that. Um, Donald Trump has been saying the same thing. But, you know, Donald doesn't text or email. He doesn't have a lot else to impeach him besides his actual words. Mike, I want to know, was those, were those birds twittering in the background of OJ's commentary? Did you hear that? Oh, yeah. He does his uh, Twitter posts outside when he's getting ready to go oh play my. golf. He, it's almost every day, and he always says, hello, Twitter people. It's really kind of kooky. And he, he talks about sports. I, the, I, the irony is something else, yeah. as you can imagine, too. <laughs> oh, my. It is amazing. Uh, but I have to call you out on one thing, Wendy. Donald Trump doesn't tweet, but he does have Truth Social. And many yes, times his, his posts on Truth Social will show up all over on Instagram and Facebook and everywhere. But this is, again, one that we're going to have to watch and continue to discuss. And uh, before I let you go, Wendy, um, quick opinion. Last Friday, the Supreme Court finally ruled on a food court case that you and I talked about. <laughs> the Jack Daniels was suing a dog toy company because they made a squeaky toy that looked like a bottle of Jack Daniels. And the Supreme Court justices agreed with Jack Daniels. Did you see that one coming? I, you know, I never want to guess what the Supreme Court's going to do, because as crazy as some of the stories are, they have to render a ruling based on the law. So in this case, you're right. They sided with Jack Daniels in that trademark dispute with the dog toy maker. And by the way, Mike, it was unanimous. Um, that remember it was a bad Spaniels toy that oh, yeah. parodied the, the whiskey brand. They had a good time talking about the opinion. Um, there was laughter in the courtroom, but they basically overturned a lower court ruling, which had thrown out Jack Daniels challenge, but they're, they're, you know, their ruling was based on the law and it's going to set precedent. And I think they're probably relieved to actually have a story that isn't so heavy. It wasn't abortion. It wasn't politics. It was booze. So maybe they need a little comic relief now and then. And maybe Jack Daniels will send a couple of cases to the Supreme Court building, not ones that are oh, filed. Oh, I'm sure they would, just, they would just send it back, right? <laughs> right, right. Well, the cases I was talking about were 12 bottles in each one, right? That's the way oh, that works out. That's right. Thank you, my friend. Follow Wendy everywhere she is. Her stuff is so great. Twitter is a great place to connect initially with Wendy Patrick, PhD on Twitter, at Wendy Patrick, PhD on Twitter. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you, Mike.